Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. Every state has its murderer. The one that made headlines and put their state on the map in the world of true crime. On November 12, 1957, a man was born who would not only put just my state, but my city in the headlines for the fast food murders. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Paul Dennis Reed Jr. was born on November 12, 1957. By 1990, he was on parole after serving seven years of a 20-year sentence for aggravated armed robbery at a Houston steakhouse and was heading to Nashville to, like most, pursue a career as a country music star. However, by 1997, his dreams weren't quite working out and he had just been fired from his job as a cook at the Donaldson, Tennessee Shoney's after losing his temper and throwing a plate at another employee. He was seen by two witnesses coming into a Captain D's that same day, just two miles from his previous employer, and inquiring about a job. He arrived around 10 p.m., shortly before the restaurant closed for the night. They gave him an application and explained that the manager would be working the next day and to come back to speak to him. On Sunday morning, February 16th, an employee showed up to work to find the restaurant was still locked. Confused, he went next door and called the Captain D's and received a busy signal. He called a fellow employee whose father was a Metro police officer. The man arrived around 11 a.m. to find 25-year-old manager Steve Hampton and 16-year-old Sarah Jackson lying face down in the walk-in cooler. Reed, under the guise of applying for a job, entered the restaurant that morning, forced the pair to lie down on the floor, and proceeded to shoot them execution-style, steal the money, and flee. Reed's fingerprints were found on a movie rental card in Hampton's wallet, which had been discarded along the roadway after the murder. Two days later, he used the stolen money as a down payment on a car. 
On March 23, 1997, just 3.4 miles from the Captain D's where the murders took place, Reed approached four employees as they exited the McDonald's after closing. He again shot and killed 17-year-old Andrea Brown, 27-year-old Ronald Santiago, and 23-year-old Robert Sewell. When he went to shoot Jose Antonio Ramirez Gonzalez, his gun failed to go off. So instead, he stabbed the boy 17 times and left him for dead. However, the boy simply pretended to be dead while Reed stole $3,000 in cash and fled the scene. He was taken to the hospital and was able to survive the attack. Exactly a month later, Reed traveled to Clarksville, Tennessee, where he entered a local Baskin-Robbins after closing. The store closes at around 10 p.m., and around 10.10 p.m., the brother of one of the employees, 16-year-old Michelle Mace, waited outside to take his sister home. He noticed that the car of the other employee, 21-year-old Angela Holmes, was still in the parking lot, and the lights in the store were still on. Finding this odd, he entered the store through the back, finding it empty, and called 911. Police arrived, but it wasn't until the next morning when they would know what happened to the two girls. On the morning of April 24th, Michelle and Angela's bodies were found at Dunbar Cave State Park, about two to three miles from Baskin Robbins. Both girls suffered from deep stab wounds to their neck and stabs, cuts, and abrasions covering the rest of their bodies. Angela died of a stab wound to her neck so deep it went all the way to her backbone. Michelle suffered from 14 wounds altogether. A witness saw a red car near Dunbar Cave around 10.30 p.m. the night of the girl's abduction. On June 12, 1997, Paul Dennis Reed was arrested after attempting to kidnap and kill the Shoney's manager who fired him. He was quickly connected to the fast food murders and later charged with seven counts of first-degree murder across three separate trials, one for each set of murders. His trial, due to the overwhelming media coverage, had to be moved to Middle Tennessee in order for him to receive a fair trial. On April 20th, 1999, after being found guilty of all charges at all three trials, he was given his first two death sentences of seven. Over the years, his execution was stayed and, in one instance in 2003, within just hours. Reed eventually waived his right to appeal, an action that his family and other supporters saw as proof of his mental handicap. His attorneys made attempts to halt his execution with the broken brain defense, claiming that he suffered from brain damage as a child. All of this was for naught because, on November 1, 2013, after spending two weeks in the hospital, Paul Dennis Reed died from complications due to pneumonia, heart failure, and upper respiratory issues. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on November 13th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.